Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to do just a little bit of compliance like these stories, make sure to go ahead and hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Fiamprace and Tabla, customers only, eh? A couple decades ago, I was moving away from the suburbs of a major US city for the last time. Over many years of living there, I had accumulated quite a bit of loose change. I gathered it all up one night, and it mostly filled up a gallon-sized Ziploc freezer bag. I took the bag of change, together with a few checks, to my bank. A local operation back when those still existed, I'll call it local bank here, I'm sure they've been swallowed up by one of the oligarchs by now. Oops, they didn't have one of those automatic change sorters. The best they could do is offer me however many of those paper coin sleeves I might need and let me sit there hand stacking rolls of coins. Mmm, no. Their branch across town had a machine, but it was 3pm and traffic was getting heavy and anyhow, I didn't really feel like driving there. There was a Wells Fargo bank across the street that used to be a Norwest. And before that, it had been, yep, another local operation. My bank called Wells Fargo for me and asked if they had a change sorter. Yes, but it's only for customers. You know that scene where the Grinch gets this big, devilish, ear-to-ear grin on his face? Yeah, even back then, before the last, what, 15 years of revelations about just how crappy Wells Fargo is, there were darn good reasons why I didn't bank with them, and now an idea had sprouted. I deposited my checks at local bank, less a $100 bill, which I crammed in my pocket. Drove across the street, suburbia, no crosswalks because lol lol get a car, to Wells Fargo, walked in, plopped my bag of change on the front counter, and asked if I could get it converted into paper money. Do you have an account here? asked the front desk lady. If you aren't a Wells Fargo account holder, we won't accept your change. I would like to open an account, were apparently the magic words. I was directed to the desk of the accounts manager who discussed the various account options with me. I like accounts that don't have service fees or minimum balances, so I selected their incredible free checking, or whatever it was called, the only requirement of which is that the account be open with $100. Ducky, I just happen to have a $100 bill in my pocket. The accounts manager ran two credit checks and some other kind of a background check. All three came back clear and certainly cost the bank some amount of money. She probably spent 15 minutes typing on the computer, filling in forms, and then another couple minutes printing out 20 starter checks. I told her I'd hold off on ordering real checks because I was moving and didn't yet know my new address. 25 minutes after the start of things, I had a brand new incredible free checking account and 20 specially printed starter checks. I was still well ahead on time spent compared to sitting in a traffic jam. I thanked Miss Accounts Manager, stepped across the bank to the teller line, handed over my bag of change, and 40 seconds later got $66 worth of $2 bills, a new dollar coin, 84 cents, and a few foreign coins. Would there be anything else? Yes, thanks. I'd like to withdraw $100. Just a $100 bill will be fine, thanks. 
From my incredible free checking account, I stepped back across the bank, sat down at the account manager's desk and said, please close my account. She said, close it? But you just opened it. I said, yes, I did. Please close it now. She did a bunch of key punching and digging forms out of various trays, costing the bank money with every minute spent on me, then said, okay, it's closed, but why? I said, I became a customer nine minutes ago to comply with your customer's only rule on the change sorter. My brief time as a customer cost you whatever administrative time and effort it took to open the account and whatever fees I'm sure you were charged for those three background checks on me and whatever the materials and operating costs were for you to print these starter checks and whatever time and effort it took for you to close my account just now. And it cost you the possibility of my ever becoming a Wells Fargo customer for real. Thanks for playing. She was lost for words. I left, drove back across the street, and deposited my $167.84 at local bank, where the tellers were getting a howling hoot out of my story. I give myself about a 91, A- on this effort. That's because Wells Fargo bothered to send me a statement on this account. Initial balance $100, withdrawals total $100, blah blah blah. Two pages worth of plus $100, minus $100, plus $100, minus $100, thus driving their costs for their dumb rule even higher. So why does this knock 9 points off my grade? Because I should have withdrawn $9.99 from this no minimum balance account and simply walked away from it, letting them spend money to generate monthly statements in perpetuity. Oh well, I guess I saved some trees instead. If you hated a bank like this so sincerely and they had some rule that frustrated you where it was like, customers only, would you be petty enough like OP to open an account, withdraw it down to one cent and then just leave it there for them to constantly lose money on? Or is it just not worth the time? Let me know in the comments down below. This next story is by FredSam25, account closing fee? Okay, leave my account open forever. A long time ago, I worked at a company that gave me a retirement account through Fidelity. I eventually changed jobs to a different company that provided a retirement account through another provider. So I call up Fidelity to roll my old account funds into my new one. Fidelity can do that for me, but there's a $50 account closing fee. Why do they have an account closing fee? Because screw me, that's why. I try to be clever and say, leave a dollar in the account but they require a $50 minimum in case you do want to close at a later date. Cue malicious compliance. Okay, roll over all my funds except for $50. Keep the account open, send me quarterly updates on my $50, invest it, make it grow. I now have a tradition. Once a year, I call Fidelity to transfer over all but $50 of my account balance. Usually just a check for a few dollars. By this point, I've cost them way more than $50 of service, postage, and checks they mail to me, but I still have a few decades to retirement. Let's see how much I can cost them before they give me my 50 bucks. I'll go to my grave with that account still open if it means Fidelity never gets the account closing fee. Why? Because screw them. Good news for OP, it turns out that Fidelity got rid of the closing fee years ago. OP says they never bothered to ask about it. But OP later clarified that they're in too deep, so they're just gonna let it ride and continue to do that tradition. Our next story is by Madden Eccles 1. Arrogant mechanic wants a job? He can have it. Years ago, my wife and I had a 13-year-old car with about 250,000 miles on the clock. 
It was mechanically sound and drove like a dream, but getting it through the annual UK emissions test was getting increasingly difficult. Usually, it was just a case of running some injector cleaner through the engine and giving her a really good run before the test, so that the engine was fully up to temperature, etc. But one year, the inspector attempted the test three times and failed her on high HC, i.e. unburnt fuel in the exhaust. I had a good look and found a crack in the exhaust manifold which was sucking in air. So engine management was compensating by injecting extra fuel, and as a result, the catalytic converter was fried. Being that the car was sound in every other aspect and I had no desire to replace it, I got my socket set out and started dismantling the exhaust system. All good until I found three of the exhaust header nuts were seized and no amount of heat, lubricant and gentle persuasion was going to move them. I've been there before and last time I spent two days carefully drilling out the studs. So my wife took the car into a local garage to get them to take a look and quote us for the work. The mechanic, a cocky wee crap who evidently thought he knew everything, checked it over and gave my wife a quote for a new cat, lambda sensor, manifold and labor, but he failed to consider the possibility of seized header nuts and we certainly weren't going to tell him. The quote had some added extras that my wife hadn't asked for and came with an arrogant and condescending attitude. No doubt because a woman couldn't possibly understand how a car works. I know it's a lot of money, love, but that car needs a lot done to it. Like heck it did. My darling beloved played the submissive wife part to perfection. Oh, I'm not sure. I'll have to ask my husband, etc, etc. So the mechanic knocked a few quid off to sweeten the deal. After work that night, we looked over the quote, noticed all the unnecessary extra work on it, but we figured that with the time it would take for me to sort out those seized nuts, it was worth it. If he wanted the job for that price, he could have it. So the next day, my wife takes the car back, confirms that the quote is a fixed price for the job, and tells them to get on with it. It'll be ready this evening, love, the mechanic says, apparently happy with his deal. That afternoon, we get a call. Uh, we had some problems. It'll be a couple of extra days. A few days later, my wife goes to back to pick up the car. The manager deals with it and informs my wife that there's an extra charge for the additional work required. My wife calmly slides the quote across the desk and says, Your mechanic gave me a fixed price for the job. Here's the quote signed by him. The manager is quite obviously seething, begrudgingly takes payment for the agreed amount, and hands over the keys together with a 12-month warranty for the parts that they used. She heard the manager screaming at the mechanic as she left. The next year, I presented the car for its annual test. It failed on the cheap catalytic converter that they had used. Back to the garage with the car, and my wife asks them to replace the cat. That'll be 250 pounds, love, or however much it was. No, it won't, replied my wife, and slides the warranty with two weeks left on it across the desk. They fixed it for free, but the manager told her in no uncertain terms never to darken his doorstep with that car ever again. It was with this job and this job alone that that manager learned a whole new world of making sure your workers don't give out some bad deals. They probably learned pretty quickly that you're going to have to have every contract have a contingency for unexpected work. Our next story is by Estes D. Charge me again to take propane I already bought? Thanks, I'll just keep it. Reading a previous thread about some account closing fees reminded me of something I did quite a while ago. 
Our first house was back in the woods off a dirt road, so one of the things we had to do was use propane for heating and cooking and such. We had one of those giant white tanks on the side of the house and would get it filled about twice a year. Around our eighth year there, the local gas company started laying gas lines, so we switched. Now, we had just had the tank filled a couple of months ago. We didn't know about the gas lines coming, so I called up the propane company and asked them to come and pick up the tank. You leased the tank for $5 a year and then bought the propane outright. Since we had just had it filled, I asked about any kind of refund. The lady told us that not only was there not going to be a refund on the unused gas, something about the propane not being under their control for the period of time that it was in our tank, like we would contaminate it somehow, but that they would have to charge me to empty the tank first before they could haul it away. I can't remember the exact amount, but it was something like half the price of what we paid for it in the first place. So I asked her, you're going to charge me so much to pump out the propane I just bought a couple of months ago into your propane truck so that you can take it back to your storage facilities and pump it back into the holding tank so that you can then turn around and resell it again. There was about 10 seconds of silence and she goes, uh, I guess so. So I told her never mind and that I was just going to keep the tank and the propane and I wouldn't need any more fill-ups. About three months later, I came home from work and it was gone. Never got a call or received a bill or notice from them. I lost whatever amount in propane that was in the tank, but there was no way in heck I was going to pay for something I'd already paid for once. This to me definitely seems like some kind of scam. Also, apparently it's all in the past, but what they did in the end was literally theft. Honestly, if you had the money and effort, you probably could have litigated that. And our final story of the day is by Jojo Roulette Biden. I spend too much on a meal? Okay, I'll abide by the new rules. I had to travel sometimes for conferences and meetings and had a company credit card. There were no set limits on what you could spend on a meal, just as long as it was reasonable. Earlier during the day, bouncing between airports, I just used Apple Pay that was connected to my personal account since it was easier than digging my wallet out of my carry-on. I maybe spent $12 on food that day for my personal account, so I wasn't really worried about getting reimbursed. Come dinner time, I am starving. The hotel I was staying at had a restaurant where waiters will come every so often with a different barbecued meat. Eating here cost $60 or something along those lines. I didn't think of it as a big deal, since it was typical for other employees to spend $20 to $30 per meal, and I was technically under budget for the day so nothing said to me immediately. However, there was a special meeting with the committee I was on to change the meal policy to $25 per meal. I knew it was because of me. So from then on, I'd spend exactly $25 on each meal, including breakfast if I was out. If my wife was with me, some of those conferences were in Las Vegas, New Orleans, San Diego, etc. So mini vacation for her, I would charge them the higher priced meal between the two of us. Don't you hate how in some places they have rules where it's like, you can have so and so much per meal for three meals a day. So if you use that budget on one big meal at the end of the day, they get all frustrated with it saying, no, 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 it's only $20 per meal. It's like, well, just pretend I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at the same time. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. 
And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 